You're listening to The Leadership Pod, episode 89, Leaders Never Play These Seven Office Politics. Welcome to The Leadership Pod, the go-to podcast for ambitious emerging leaders. I'm Cara Ronan. I'm a leadership coach and best-selling video course creator for Business Etiquette 101, Social Skills for Success, and the Assertive Communication Skills Masterclass. I created this podcast to help you build your brand, visibility, and influence so you can unlock your leadership potential. Enjoy this episode. To be honest, the corporate world can be rife with office politics. You've probably experienced or witnessed office politics at some stage in your career. It's bad enough when co-workers engage in office politics, but when it's a leader, that is a whole different problem. In this episode, we're going to look at these seven types of office politics that leaders should never be involved in. If you're an emerging leader, then it's in your best interest to pay attention to this episode so you know which office politics to avoid, so you can create a good reputation for yourself and not a toxic one. Let's get into it. Office politic number one is favoritism. Favoritism is when you have one or maybe two employees whom you like best and you give priority to them over others. You might give them all the high-profile projects, you might send them on the best training, you might listen only to their opinions during meetings and never give recognition to the contribution of other people. Of course, you may have one or some employees who perform better than others in terms of efficiency, in terms of collaboration or meeting targets or KPIs. I think that's normal, but this shouldn't lead you to treat people in your team differently. It shouldn't lead you to favor some people over others in a negative way. So why is favoritism so bad? Well, it is a big issue in leadership. Despite how secretive or covert you might think you're being when you're engaging in favoritism, believe me, your team members do notice and they don't like it. It can cause the favorites in your team to develop a big ego, which then influences how they interact and communicate with other people in your team. It can cause the non-favorites to resent that favorite and to resent you for playing favorites with that person, which often leads to people putting in less effort overall because they think, well, what is the point? I'm not going to get the recognition I deserve anyway. So why should I give them my 110%? So what should you do instead? How can you make sure that you avoid playing favorites with people in your team and you avoid favoritism? Well, you need to make sure that you lead with these recommendations in mind. Treat everyone in your team equally. Ask for the opinions of every person in your team. So do this during meetings. Make sure you ask every person in your team for their opinion, not just the people who are your favorites. Delegate work equally as well. Acknowledge people's contribution. These kinds of things are the ethical and the fair thing to do. Also clearly communicate what you expect from your team. 
If people aren't performing up to the standard of everyone else, if you have some people who are performing really well and therefore they are your favorites, well, maybe the other people aren't performing well because you haven't clearly explained what you want them to do. So make sure you clearly communicate what you expect every person in your team to do, what you expect from them. This is especially important when you are delegating work to them, when you're assigning tasks and things like that. Office politic number two is gossiping. Gossiping isn't an elegant habit to have as a leader because the very act of talking with one or two of your team members, maybe your favorites, about the personal affairs of another person in your team, it's distasteful and it's immature. It's basically what high school kids do to make themselves look good in front of their peers and in a weird way they do it to try and develop a closer connection with that person. But let me tell you this doesn't work in high school and it certainly doesn't work in leadership either. Why is gossiping so bad? Well it damages the trust you have with people in your team. It damages the trust with the person you're gossiping about because they will no doubt hear at some stage that you are gossiping about them. And it damages the trust you have with the person you are gossiping to because that person is going to think, well, does he or she, does my leader talk about me that way too? So don't get the reputation of being a gossiper because it won't serve you well in leadership. Instead, if someone comes to you with a private piece of information, don't spread it on. It was said to you in confidence and it should stay there. If you catch people in your team gossiping, then inform them that gossiping won't be tolerated because it goes against your team's values and probably against the company values as well. Office politic number three is spreading rumors. You might think this is the same as gossiping, but it's slightly more cruel and malicious. Actually, it can be a lot crueler and a lot more malicious. So spreading rumors is where you make up an untruth about someone in your team and tell everyone else in your team about it. It could be an over-exaggeration of a truth. For example, the leader might say to someone, I heard that Polly and her husband are getting a divorce. And the other person might respond with, well, hasn't he just gone on a holiday? So in this situation, the leader is making an over-exaggeration of the truth about Polly and her husband and telling the team member or the co-worker about it. Or it could be something completely untrue. For example, the leader might say, did you know that Peter was fired from his last job for harassment? And the team member or the other person might say, well, I thought he left because he was a victim of harassment. So this situation is a complete untruth about Peter and the leader is spreading on this untruth and making up this untruth and telling other team members about it. So why is spreading rumors so bad? Well, in either case, whether it's an over-exaggeration of a truth or a complete untruth, it doesn't make you look good. People might think that you have a distorted sense of reality or that you're a complete liar rather than a balanced, level-headed leader they expect you to be. And in some cases, spreading malicious rumors could be considered harassment, discrimination, slander, or defamation with potential legal consequences. So instead of spreading rumors about people in your team, live in the truth. Don't over-exaggerate for theatrics. Don't make stuff up about people. If you're not sure of the truth, find out before you tell anyone about it. And don't spread personal information about people in your team at all. 
Office politic number four is backstabbing. This is where you intend to discredit someone in your team by putting them down, by belittling them, or by accusing them of something untrue. Backstabbing is more common between co-workers because some people see it as a way to get ahead in their career. They use it as a tool to get ahead in their career by stepping on others. But leaders can engage in backstabbing too. And it might show up like this. You might steal the ideas of people in your team and take all of the credit. You might put the blame on someone else in your team when a project goes wrong. You might fire a high-achieving, smart employee simply because you feel threatened by their talent. Clearly, these are not things that a confident, well-adjusted, balanced leader would do, right? So why is backstabbing so bad? Well, backstabbing is bad because it makes people in your team hate you. It makes you look selfish. It makes you look interested in your own career progression and it makes you look insecure. So instead of backstabbing to make yourself look good as a leader, do this instead. Make your team look good. Because when your team looks good, when your team has a success, it will consequently make you look good. Because you, as the leader, you got them to achieve that success. You got them to achieve what they achieved. So by making your team look good, you essentially make yourself look good. Office politic number five is forming cliques. A clique is where a group of people stick together and exclude others from joining them. Again, it's something that you have probably come across in high school, especially if you weren't in the popular group. But high school is one thing. Forming cliques has no place at work or in leadership. So why is forming cliques bad? Well, because it makes people feel left out and it damages their morale at work. It breaks the team's bond and it damages camaraderie in your team as well. And it encourages unhealthy competition and bullying. So instead of forming cliques or encouraging people in your team to form cliques, causing some people in your team to feel left out, try to treat everyone equally. Remind yourself of the individual strengths of each team member and what they bring to the table. Why are they in your team? Why are they in the room? Because every person in your team does have a unique value that they are contributing. And when you tap into this unique value, when you remember what this unique value is, then you will remind yourself what the importance is of every person in your team. And you will be very reluctant to make people feel left out, to make them, to put them on the outside of the group and to damage their morale at work. Office politic number six is intentionally withholding information. Now, you might ask, well, why would a leader do this, especially if they want their team to succeed? Wouldn't it be better for them to reveal whatever information they have to their team? But it doesn't always work like that. So sometimes leaders might intentionally withhold important pieces of information to prevent a team member from completing a project successfully because they want to fire them. In essence, they maliciously hinder the successful completion of a project so they can have a good reason to let that person go. Now, this is pretty malicious, I know, but unfortunately, it has happened in companies, in workplaces, and you may know somebody it has happened to. 
So why is intentionally withholding information bad as a leader? Well, the biggest reason it's bad is because it not only harms one person's success, but it also harms your entire team's success. And like I've mentioned before, ultimately your success is your team's success. So if you're harming your team's success, then you're essentially harming your own success as a leader. So instead, rather than intentionally withholding information so you can force someone to quit or get them fired, be honest about their future in the company. And in the case that they're not performing to standard, then you as a leader, you need to work with them and find out why they are underperforming so that you can try to improve their performance at work. This is absolutely the first step that you need to try before you go and fire anybody. Office politic number seven is blackmailing. This is where a leader might demand money or another benefit from an employee in return for not revealing, compromising or damaging information about them. For example, if a leader knows an employee stole money from the company, the leader could blackmail that employee and force them to complete all the low-level work by threatening to turn them in. Or the leader might demand a client sign a $1 million deal because if they don't, the leader is going to reveal publicly that that client was illegally dumping their waste and caused environmental damage. These are just some examples of blackmailing and they might seem very far-fetched. And to be honest, I hope they are, but this is what blackmailing is about and it has happened in the workplace or in companies. So why is blackmailing so bad? Well, I'm really not sure I need to go into much detail about this with you. I think it's pretty obvious to all of you listening that this behavior is is not something that leaders should ever engage in. So instead, you should never under any circumstances engage in any type of unethical, immoral or illegal behavior because it will catch up with you. Nobody will want to work with you and you could lose your job. So this episode has been pretty dark. It's rare that I talk to you about this kind of dark side of leadership, but the more knowledge that you have, the better prepared you will be if and when you become a leader. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Don't forget you can get my advice more regularly on YouTube. You can find my channel by searching for my name, Kara Ronan, on YouTube. Thank you again for listening. I hope this episode was valuable for you and I will talk to you next month. hope you enjoyed this episode of the leadership pod thank you so much for listening if you did find some useful tips in this episode then please leave a review on apple podcasts don't forget to check out my youtube channel where you'll find videos to help you advance as an emerging leader and i would love to hear from you via social media you can find me on linkedin instagram tiktok and facebook the links are on my website take care and thanks again for listening